What's up, everybody? I am back again. Week number two. Two weeks in a row, and I am here. I'm following through on something for, well, I've done it multiple times in my life, but with the podcast, I feel like I have definitely said, I'm going to start doing more episodes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then like, I get super hyped up about it. And then I, uh, it kind of fizzles out, you know? Um, cause I start to think like, Oh, maybe I should be practicing guitar. Maybe I should be doing this, that, and the other thing. But, uh, I really enjoyed doing that episode last week. So, uh, yeah, I'm bringing you another episode. Uh, let's, Let's start the Instagram live, do it early this week so that people aren't watching at 11 o'clock. Maybe we could get some interaction on this, this here Instagram live, letting everybody know this is the second week in a row I'm actually following through on trying to put a podcast out uh, once a week because... Like I said, I enjoy doing it. I really liked doing the last episode that I had done. Uh, so I'm going to try and keep it going. Uh, so yeah. Um, first thing I want to talk about is what I'm listening to because I kind of left that for last, uh, last time and I kind of rambled on a little bit. Because uh, it was my first podcast in a while, and I felt like I had a lot to catch everybody up on. But, um, yeah, just wanted to let everybody know that I'm still uh, still hard on the nightly train. Uh, it seems like every day I listen to them, I find another one of their songs that I fall in love with and play on repeat 5,000 times. At first, it was their song, The Movies. And then, uh, yeah, just going through the whole album. My favorite song now is Older. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Just check out the whole album. It's called Night Love You. It's like night, comma, love you. Uh, it's an amazing album. It's put together splendidly. Uh, again, they're along the same vein as like the band Camino. Um, they have like kind of that synthy rocky sound and uh i thoroughly enjoy it and apparently they actually played a show together in nashville i think it was last month at the uh ryman auditorium theater something i don't know but it was a hometown show for both of them and it looked like it would have been sick and i feel like there aren't that many tours anymore that people put on or like even really a lot of shows that aren't festival shows where you get a bunch of bands that are like a lot more similar or uh, I don't know. I just feel like I've gone to a lot of like mixed and mashed shows in the past couple of years. And I think it just would have been cool to see Nightly and the band Camino together. Hopefully they do a tour after the band Camino gets off of the tour that they're on opening for somebody, which is uh, kind of weird because they're getting to that level where they're headliners. Um, and if you haven't 
go and check out their new album. Um, you know, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but here's the thing. I don't have to remember exactly what it's called because you just look up the band Camino. It's on Spotify. It'll tell you it's the latest release. Okay. I don't have to be held responsible for it. If I was having them on the podcast, absolutely. I would have done the research to, uh, know what their album was called, but you should definitely go check it out. Uh, I've only listened to it all the way through one time and, uh, it was kind of just on in the background. I know I talk a lot of shit about, you know, people, uh, don't listen to music like they used to anymore. They just put it on in the background and, you know, I, I was kind of a hypocrite when it came to that. But, uh, I mean, even their singles, like one last cigarette roses, um, know it all. They're great great fucking songs and they got to play on jimmy kimmel recently so they're going places and uh i'm stoked stoked for them because the first time i saw them they opened for the dangerous summer at the marquee and that probably won't happen again because they're they're out in the stratosphere now so yeah make sure you check out nightly because uh they need a little more recognition and go and check out the band Camino's new album if you haven't already. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up, just another song that I've been listening to on repeat, is called uh, Pale November Dew by The Dead Tongues. Um, I first heard it on a station called Joe Pug Radio. He's like a folk artist that I really love listening to. And naturally because i love listening to joe pug i might like you know some of the other bands that are on there like um on that same station it has dawes mandolin orange uh that was the first time i heard about jason isbell uh but this song pale november dew was on there and uh yeah i just i don't have much to say about it other than I want to share it with people. I said in the last episode that I was going to start sharing more music with everybody and just letting everybody know what I'm listening to Um, because I feel like I have a duty as somebody who listens to music to tell people about what I'm listening to. So go check out Pale November Dew by The Dead Tongues. And now... We will get into the bread and butter of what this episode is going to be about. And that is the fact that I went to Chicago this weekend to see Dead & Company. That's right. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who this might be a surprise, I do enjoy the Grateful Dead's music. And yes, I did go to Chicago, Illinois, to see Dead and & Company. And for those who don't know, Dead & Company is the remaining members of the Grateful Dead, plus uh, John Mayer, and their bassist name is O'Teal something. Can't remember exactly, but he uh, was playing bass with the Allman Brothers for a little while. Um, but... Not only was it a great show, but it was an incredible experience just uh, going out there. I've never, you know, gone and done like a destination show 
thing. So it was really cool to fly out there. Um, and I just want to thank my friends who shall remain nameless because uh, he, well, it's my friend and his girlfriend that I stayed with. And first of all, I want to say thank you guys so much. I love you so much. Um, and I really appreciate you guys letting me stay with you and kind of curating the whole weekend. So thank you to unnamed friends. Um, but this, this friend of mine, he's a very, he's a very private individual. And I told him that I would respect his wishes to not divulge, uh, his identity. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just, uh, you know, start from the top. I went to the Friday night show, um, and it was at Wrigley Stadium, which also super tight, super iconic uh, baseball field, you know, in Chicago. And, uh, yeah, that just that kind of added to the whole thing, you know, going to a different state to see a show, which for a lot of people that's not a big deal. But for me it was cool, you know. I've always – wanted to do something like that and honestly I could have never guessed that it would have been for something Grateful Dead related but I'm extremely grateful to have had that experience um so we'll just start uh with the train ride into the city because my buddy lives a little little ways out of the main like Chicago city area um it was dope to ride the ride the train through the city and uh it was my first time on a quote unquote subway which was cool uh you know people i have heard um say recently oh you know chicago's like kind of dangerous and this that and the other thing and blah, blah 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 and i was talking to my mom about it and i think her and i both were born without this like fear part of our brains that like is in fear of certain situations and makes us uh you know not go to certain places because they're dangerous or not talk to certain people I don't know it's probably not the best thing but somebody told me recently that uh it's possibility that Chicago may not be the safest place right now but uh, I didn't feel that at all, and I thought riding the train was dope, riding the subway was cool. Once we got there, uh, you know, they were very efficient when it came to checking uh, all the vaccine stuff, and that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring up is, uh, you know, a lot of these shows are saying that you have to have, like, a photocopy or the actual, like, vaccine card, which... If you're going to say that, you should definitely try and stick to that because you end up with a lot of people coming to these shows. They bring their one vaccine card that they get. And I don't even know how you get a replacement if you lose that. But basically, they're asking a bunch of people to come to this show and bring this important document, which a lot of people who go to shows, they get fucked up. And when you get fucked up, you lose shit. So... I mean, it would be one thing if they were super strict on checking the actual card or 
a photocopy of it. But uh, the past couple of shows, I went to Death Cab for Cutie uh, last Monday and then Dead and Company, a picture of your vaccine card on your phone sufficed. It was, that's all you needed. Um, so I kind of want to tell everybody that like, yeah, just make sure you take a picture of your vaccine card. If you're vaccinated, if you're not, whatever, I don't really care. I'm not a political person. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I don't know what the right answer is. I kind of talked about this on the last episode. I don't have the right answers for anything. Uh, so it's not my place to tell you whether you should get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. Um, and I kind of hate that I'm talking about that regardless. But anyway, they were super efficient about checking everything. Basically, I don't want to tell you that you shouldn't like keep bringing your vaccine card or I mean, I guess a photocopy wouldn't be that big a deal, but the past couple of shows where they have acted like they're super strict about checking your vaccine card, uh, they, they're fine with just seeing a picture on your phone. So if you're worried about losing your, your vax card, um, leave it at home and just take a picture on your phone. But at the dead and company show at Wrigley, they had, uh, they were super efficient about checking it. They had like a bunch of checkers, um, like all around the stadium who were doing just that. And if you had your vaccine card, they gave you a wristband and uh, a cool little Grateful Dead pin. Um, it was kind of like an older, it was from their 2019 tour. But regardless, it's a free pin for being vaccinated. That's it. You get a free shot and then you get a free pin. Uh, anyway, so... Did that, and then we went to Shakedown Street. And for non-Deadheads listening or non-Grateful Dead fans, Shakedown Street is the name for the parking lot scene that's outside the show. And basically, it's a bunch of vendors selling uh, their own jewelry, T-shirts. Uh, sometimes they sell food. Um but uh, yeah, I just saw a lot of tapestries and shirts and rings uh, and bracelets uh, and all kinds of shit like that. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Walked around, got my first Grateful Dead shirt. It was exactly what I had been looking for, which was uh, um, I was just looking for a black shirt with the white uh, like skull logo on it. Uh, real fans call it a steely it alludes to a whole a whole thing but basically it's just a black shirt with the white skull logo on it um so yeah we went to shakedown street and then we went into the show and it was like hot as fucking balls all day long and i'm pretty like i was pretty sure i got sunburnt uh i don't you know feel in my face now it's not super tight um but we went into the show, we stood there, we were getting hyped, they did the sound check and everything, we were fucking ready, and then all of a sudden, lightning started happening. And they put on the like big, you know, Plasmatron thing that, uh, you know, everybody needed to evacuate and go into 
the like inner parts of the stadium because there was lightning and this that and the other thing and like a bunch of people were acting like they didn't see it until it started pouring rain and then everybody went inside and waited and uh it was kind of crazy to have all those people just in that one area of the stadium waiting for the uh waiting for the show to start but eventually the rain did basically stop um it was still kind of drizzling and they let everybody go out and they started uh they had to take off a couple of songs from the set which you know naturally i'm curious what songs they were but the songs they opened with were fire uh they did um bertha ramble on rose and then i think they did scarlet begonias but i can't remember anyway they got three songs in started pouring rain again but it like they weren't calling anybody in because there was no lightning really so that was my first time being at a show where it was pouring rain and i was soaked from head to toe uh you know which is a cool experience i guess but then they made everybody go back into the inner parts of the stadium and wait that out and it felt like we were waiting for a very long time um you know when you when you go to some shows you participate in certain uh activities i guess um so i there was some participating in certain activities at the show i'll just say that but it felt like we were waiting uh what's up man felt like we were waiting inside the stadium for ever uh, but then they opened it back up and we went out and they were able to finish the rest of the show. And like I said, it was an amazing show. It was cool getting to see Dead and Company. I was really stoked because uh, when they came back out, they played like the rest of the first set. And then I got to see Drums in Space for the first time, which was, uh, you know, had become a dream of mine. And thus, a dream come true because... You know, being a drummer and everything, uh, I thought it would be, I thought it would be sick. Um, and turns out I was right. Hold on, I'm just stopping the Instagram live. But yeah, uh, it was, it was awesome getting to see drums in space. I didn't get to see it the first time I went and saw Dead and Company at Folsom Field in Boulder. Uh, I think that was in 2019. Uh, didn't get to see drums in space, uh, cause I had to leave early that time, but, uh, I feel like the drum solo section this time definitely made up for it. Um, obviously you had the two drummers, Mickey Hart and Bill Kreutzmann, but one thing I was surprised to see, um, was their bassist O'Teal was also joining them for the drums and percussion uh, part of the show. And I, I had been listening to O'Teal's podcast called uh, Comes a Time Podcast. And, you know, once I saw him playing, I remembered that he was a drummer, but I just thought it was kind of cool because for the longest time it was just Mickey and Bill. Um, so to get to see 
that whole thing going on was awesome and i got to see this thing called the beam for the first time and it's this instrument that mickey uh invented and uh, i think he invented it for apocalypse now when uh they were doing the soundtrack for that or they were supposed to be doing the soundtrack um for that movie uh but basically it's it's hard to describe but i would definitely look it up mickey hart grateful dead the beam you'll find it on youtube uh it's a cool instrument it, it's like this sonic boom but there's like different notes and it's so hard to describe so i'm not even gonna try needless to say drums in space was cool and then they played uh they played ripple after that which is you know probably a lot of people's favorite grateful dead songs but uh i really enjoy that song and it was cool to see because uh earlier this summer the first quote-unquote show we played uh coming back was an acoustic show at dirt coffee um and we decided to play ripple at that show so it was cool to see them and then you know just a lot of deadheads would hate me for saying this or at least some of them it was really cool to see john mayer with dead and company i like seeing him with dead and company because uh it takes him out of the limelight a little bit and he just becomes a member of a band and i think he fits in super well because he doesn't overplay like everything that he plays even in the solos he serves the song he's not trying to shred he's not trying to take away from anything else uh everything he plays serves the song and i feel like that is not something that gets talked about very often anymore because we're in this age of aficionados on instagram posting clips on instagram and uh you know doing drum covers of songs but then just doing the wildest shit just to show everybody how great of a drummer you are and i feel like the uh the idea of serving the song gets lost a little bit and that's something that you gain uh you know from being in a band and feeding off of each other's energy and styles and everything so i think uh you know his his newest album that he put out it was it's pretty good um it's obviously not my favorite john mayer album but uh i think playing with dead and company has really uh enhanced his abilities you know because before it was just i mean he did the trio and this that and the other thing but it was mostly the john mayer show so to have him you know be a part of this legendary group who's all about serving the music i think uh was a great thing for him and it's like you know it's kind of shocking that a guy like that uh that has uh exuded behaviors of having such a large large ego would be susceptible to joining something like that where it's like hey we all take solos but it's not all not all about you like we all do it and it has to be tasteful and we have to work together uh you know 
to arrive at the same destination after we start a song because that's basically what it is uh with the grateful dead or anytime you jam you start and then you kind of go and you stick together as much as possible and this person will veer off and do a little solo and then this person will veer off do a little solo but it's all about making sure that the cruising vehicle is still intact going down the road and that everybody meets at the same destination which is the song the song is the destination serving the song serving the song serving the song that's all i'm going to say about it but uh yeah i feel like i should change the name of this to the but uh podcast yeah the show was great um and then afterwards it was a little little difficult because hadn't really eaten much that day so i was starting to experience uh hanger for the first time um i was incredibly tired i had to pee like most of the show i don't know these are all things that were totally in my control that i uh missed the mark on so but we left the show and we had to catch an uber to get to the train at union station uh which is fucking rad by the way if you've never been to uh union station in chicago i mean let me just back up chicago in general it's cool going there and like i I wouldn't say that I'm a big like architecture person, but it is cool to see the old buildings and think about the history, not only behind the buildings, but like personally, I was thinking like, what have these alleyways seen? You know what I mean? And how long have they been looking down? And then you kind of like look down the alleyway or the sidewalk and then you, you know, can kind of visualize the ghosts of people from the 1930s and 40s walking past you and, uh, you know, it all just seemed very poetic to me and being in Union Station and going to the, I think it's called the Great Hall. Um, I took a picture of it. I'm going to put it on Instagram, but it, I mean, one of the most beautiful sights that you've ever seen in, you know, a building of that sort. Uh, just the way it was made, every every detail about it and the fact that it's been there since the 1930s or so uh so yeah that that helped distract from the hunger and everything but the train was late because there was construction on the tracks and i was tired as fuck because i didn't go to bed until three in the morning the night before so it was just a combination of all these things trying to work against me but that's how good the show was that it didn't you know it didn't matter and I kept having to remind myself and this is a big thing that I want to emphasize because it's something that I'm not good at but I'm trying to get better at and that is taking a step outside you know when you're in the middle of something like that where you're tired and hungry and uh you're you know, things aren't going quite according to plan. Just like take a step out and go, this is an experience. I'm experiencing something. Everything's going to be okay. And just look at it like that. Look at it as though it's a story to tell. 
and I do have stories from, I mean, the whole weekend experience. You know what I mean? There's so many little things that just happen and they, you know, you probably have had this experience where it all comes back to you in little flashes and you remember this little funny thing and this, you know, kind of crazy thing. But, uh, you know, I will say seeing a dead in company show and being around a bunch of deadheads and shit, it's, that's an experience all in itself because they are very unique people. You won't meet people like the people you will meet at a Dead and Company Grateful Dead show. You know what I mean? And I even said this after seeing them at Folsom Field that it's the nicest crowd I've ever been in. You know, you're trying to get past somebody, you say, excuse me, and everybody's super friendly and moves out of the way and everybody's down to help everybody. And it's just, you know, regardless of if people are you know, drunk, high, sober, whatever, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, kind of an incredible experience. Sorry. I had a total brain fart. Um, it's just cool to be around that big of a group of nice fucking people. So just being around that was an experience in itself. And there was this couple that was actually standing in front of us. Um, they were, you know, probably like 15 feet away or something. And they had to have been in their sixties and they were going hard almost the whole show. They were dancing their fucking asses off. And it was like, at, at first it was kind of silly, I guess, you know, just cause like, watching people who can't really dance you know and I feel like an asshole for even bringing this up but I don't I don't mean it in an assholeish way but you know it seemed kind of silly at first but then uh that that sappy part of me started to set in and just watching them dance together I I just started wondering like how long have they been going to these shows like and were they connected by this music and by this band? You know what? I just wanted to know the story behind it so much because they just, I mean, this music was everything. It was, uh, you know, flowing through them like it was nobody's business. And there was just a couple points where like looking at the dude, he kind of looked like, uh, you know, a Jerry Garcia figure kind of. I don't want to say wannabe because that sounds kind of negative, but uh, he had a beard and glasses and longer hair. But there was just a couple times where I would look over and he'd be, you know, watching his wife dancing while he's dancing a little bit. And it's very rare in life that you see that kind of love coming out of somebody's eyes towards another person. Like, this man was in love with this lady. He was enthralled. And watching her dance and just being a part of her experience, it it just, like, you could tell that he was radiating love and happiness and gratitude for this woman. And it uh, it was very, 
it was a very cool thing to see. And I know that sounds a little sappy and I might be reading into it too much, but uh, it was very, very poetic. You know, you can pick out certain people in those shows and yeah certain people are there just to get fucked up and you know kind of dance around but some people there is a poetic element behind why they're there how they got there and it's uh it's the best people watching ever in the whole entire world there's nothing better for watching people like a dead and company show or you know grateful dead show whatever uh, so yeah, I just want to say thank you again so much to unnamed friend number one, unnamed friend number two, for having me out there, letting me stay at your place, for, uh, you know, feeding me, showing me around the city and everything. I love you guys so much, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I guess I'll just close this out with saying, uh, you know, all the episodes don't have to be an hour. They don't have to be. I'm trying to loosen up on what things have to be because what I've realized lately is that I might be slightly neurotic, which isn't always a bad thing, I guess. But I've started to notice the hyper planning and hyper visualizing that I have to do before I do something. And, you know, I got to like play it all out instead of just jumping right in. And that's what I want to start doing with the podcast, releasing these episodes like this is just A, being consistent and B, just jumping in because I have shit to talk about. I go through fucking seven days in a week, just like everybody else. I feel like I have shit, you know, that... I want to get off my chest that's music related sometimes and sometimes it might not be music related but can always be tied back to music and I'm always going to be telling you guys what I'm listening to because I cannot find something I enjoy listening to and not tell somebody about it. Um, so yeah, I would just like to give myself a quick pat on the back for doing this uh, two weeks in a row and being consistent with it and I plan on staying consistent with it like I said it's just the the hyper visualizing and visualizing myself setting up the microphone opening up pro, pro tools and getting everything ready and then I start visualizing the fact that I have to bounce it afterwards and upload it to SoundCloud and this that and the other thing and I feel like it just becomes this whole thing in my head and uh you know, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I do, I like to let people know what's going on inside my head because I feel like I create a lot of questions for people without giving a lot of answers. And I guess that's another thing that I got to get better at is not feeling like I owe everybody an explanation or an answer unless I feel like talking about it. And unless you know, it's for people that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for people who listen to this podcast. And so I want to let you guys know kind of what I go through when, uh, you know, dealing with this entity that is the Don't Start a Band podcast. Um, but yeah, 
I, uh, I'm going to keep doing these episodes. I'm going to keep trying to do it at least every Sunday, unless there's really something pressing, but I'm trying to chillax a little bit, trying to go with the flow because I've also been told that I've become a little socially awkward and I might have a little social anxiety and I've started, I, I used to be the person that you could just call me up and say, Hey, you want to go do this? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And then I just go do it. But now I have to do that thing where I visualize us while well, I got to get in the car and we got to drive to this place. And then, oh yeah, to get in the door to this place, you have to do this and that, like, this is how fucking, uh, difficult I can be I don't want to say crazy because I don't think I'm crazy I'm fucking unique okay rant over about that but I'm trying to chill out a little bit I'm trying to go with the flow and I'm trying to just do things that I love doing you know I was uh you know the night was winding down and I almost forgot I'm not gonna lie because I'm still a little sleep deprived from the whole Chicago trip uh, but then I remembered this and it just gave me this warm, like happy feeling in my stomach. Cause I was like, eh, I can noodle around on guitar, piano, don't really have time to play drums. Uh, and then I remember the podcast and I was like, yes, this is the best thing for me because I just get to sit and run my mouth. And I have this experience in Chicago to talk about, and I have ways to relate this experience to everything uh and yeah it just made me super happy it makes me super happy to do this podcast and share these things with you so if you're still listening thank you so much i am over the moon appreciative of you guys because uh you know it's not easy putting yourself out there it's uh, it's a difficult thing and it's definitely something that a lot of people get lost in the second guessing stage or the visualizing stage. You know what I mean? A lot of people, including myself from time to time, get lost in the, well, who's going to give a shit? And the fact of the matter is, is I give a shit and I know somebody's going to give a shit because I'm talking about stuff that matters to me that I'm interested and passionate about. And I know there's got to be other people. There is always other people out there who are passionate about the same things as you. So put yourself out there. Put your passions out there and just fucking do it. Just go for it. Don't think about how many likes you're going to get, how many subscribers, yada, yada, yada. Just put yourself out there. And I, you know, I would say that, uh, I would say that it's probably going to be worth it. And I think this is worth it. I'm enjoying it and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. So I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to get my ass to bed and try and sleep off a little bit of this sleep deprivation. Uh, once again, I want to remind you guys, please go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Jake Backseaters. I'm so close to 100 subscribers, and once I hit that 100 subscribers, I can start going live, uh, doing you know live video podcasts again. I really want to get back to that, so please subscribe to Jake Backseaters on YouTube. 
Uh, follow me on Instagram at Jake Backseaters. Uh, don't probably don't friend me on Facebook because uh, I'm not on there that much. But Instagram, big one. YouTube, big one. TikTok, I'm on there. If you want to look me up at Jake Backseaters, I am on TikTok. I post some funny shit sometimes. It's a lot of promo uh, most of the time. But uh, yeah, subscribe, follow, do all that shit. It really helps me out. And subscribe to the podcast too. Please subscribe if you enjoy it, even if you just enjoy every other episode or every third episode. Uh, all you got to do, you get a notification once a week and you either listen or you don't listen to it. That's it. That's it. Super easy. So please I guess I should have started with subscribe to the podcast. So number one, subscribe to the Don't Start a Band podcast on Spotify and or Apple Music. Two, subscribe to my YouTube channel at Jake Backseaters. Number three, follow me on Instagram at Jake Backseaters. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.
Inside your head with these questions.